You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Jesus' sacrifice is once and for all. Learn more in this message by Pastor John Del Rosario. Today, uh, we are uh, on our second day, uh, second week of our Biaheng Semana Santa. And for our foreigner friends here, uh, the best way to approximate this title is uh, uh, the road to Holy Week. Hey, the road to Holy Week. And talk about road, we have just arrived today. Because today is Palm Sunday. Historically, we are commemorating the start of the most important week of the most important person who had ever walked on the face of this world. That's Jesus Christ entering Jerusalem, claiming to be king, really. Not just the king of Israel, claiming to be the king. Hey, we wish we could have talked about, we could talk about that historically, but we'll, we'll go the, the cultural route today. We'll talk about what's happening here in, uh, in Manila, especially, or in the Philippines, especially when it comes to sacrifice, especially in this time of year. All right. You're probably used to seeing pictures like this. People... Uh, reenacting what Jesus had done on the cross, carrying crosses themselves, and actually having nails through their hands and feet. And uh, this, this is a picture taken from uh, San Fernando, Pampanga. And this is really somewhere that the world is very aware of. CNN is right there right now showing the world what people are doing because of, of, of the season. People also flagellate themselves. If you've ever seen some, some of this... This is, there's just something about this that is unbearable to watch. It's scandalous. And we're trying to put a finger on it, why this is so. Okay? I would propose to you that the reason why we can't bear to watch something like this is because of blood. Blood. I was trying to be very kind to you there, that there's no blood, but if you turn them around, it's a mess. This is why we have a, an aversion to these kinds of sins, things because we have an, an aversion, a strong dislike for blood. Let's ask people. I've, I've pulled together uh, a couple of uh, quotes from people who do this. And more than you thinking that, okay, l- let me hear why people do what they do. I pray that you would listen and see how at one time or another, to one degree or another, these things would resonate in your own heart as motivation. Not necessarily do these kinds of things, but in lesser things, less public things. First, I do penitentia. I do penitence to pay for all my sins and to show God that I repent from them. So really, you do these things for the motivation that your sorrow, your repentance would lead to God's kindness, that he would dispense favor to you, that he would extend mercy to you. And if you're honest, we could could identify with this. My second uh, quote, I put it on the screen for you. Let me read it with, with you. I will do it as long as my body will allow me. I hope God will see my sacrifice and take care of my family. Do you hear the uncertainty? I hope, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this for. I don't even know if this works. I, ho- I just hope that my body holds up. By the way, this person whom I will not name is already 44 years old this year. And if he will be crucified on Friday, it would, it would have been his 24th. 24th. See the uncertainty. Do you, do you hear, do you feel his restlessness? If you're honest, this restlessness is not foreign to us. 
we have at one time or another felt this restlessness. And it comes. We must recognize that this, these, these words, these motivations come from, is rooted in a strongly held, widely accepted presumption in our culture. And that presumption is this, that good works earn the mercy of God. Every one of us have done something to this end. Not necessarily something outward like people sacrificing on the streets, but during this time of year, there might have been some things that you do. Maybe visit a number of churches, pray specific prayers, and in your heart, if you're honest, you're saying, okay, let's just get this over with. I hope that this is enough so that I can go home. Or perhaps not doing religious activities, but abstaining from certain activities. So abstaining from TV, abstaining from Facebook, oh Lord, help me. Abstaining from some kinds of food, all in the desire to earn the mercy of God. We've all done this. Widely accepted. And I pray that by the Spirit of God, we would be able to address this. Does this really work? Um, There are good things that happen, not just during this week, but all of the other 51 weeks in the year. Okay? But the motivation behind this, them is the game changer. For example, why, do you do, why, do, why are you generous? Generosity is not a bad thing. It's supposed to be the mark of a Christian. Tama? Um, the, the good works, trying to be a good person, social responsibility, your commitment to church, volunteering in church. But why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Motivation is a key importance. That is a game changer. I mean, the discipleship journey is such a wonderful, wonderful, helpful tool for the spiritual growth of the Christian. But if you are just going through the discipleship journey so that you can have them ticked on your tick box, see how much I've grown. More than it is for you to, to nurture your relationship with God, nurture your relationship with other people, uh, elder believers, and nurture your relationship with a world who has yet to hear the gospel, your motivation would have said, that's not right. Reading the Bible is a, is a good thing, right? Some, a lot of people are reading their Bibles and saying, you know what, the more that I read the Bible, I get closer with God, but it's all mechanical. It's so that you can check your Bible reading plan. Again, motivation is key. There are people in the Bible, they are called the Pharisees. They don't just read the Bible constantly. They have memorized the Bible. Yes, they memorized the first five books of the Bible. They memorized Leviticus. Genesis, wow, I like being Christian. Exodus, wow, wonderful stories. Leviticus, I don't know if I want to be Christian anymore. They have memorized that. And in John 5, Jesus says, you have done this in the wrong motive. You are, washed white, uh, you are whitewashed tombs. Jesus rebukes them for it. Motivation is key. Are you following me so far? Generally, everybody thinks this way. So here are the questions that the culture is asking. Does it really work in the way that we hope that it would work? Does it really accomplish the things that we, we think we've heard that it might accomplish? Is it true? Can I really be good enough to merit the things that I'm asking from God? Is there a finish line to all of these things? Because I have, I'm growing more and more restless. Do you want to hear the answers to these questions this afternoon? 
Are you ready to read the Word of God? Could you stand on your feet in reverence to the Word of God? We'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 till 10. Verse 1. Since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Verse 2. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. Verse 4. For it is what? Impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, O God. In, in burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. But then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me. Let's jump to verse 10. And by that, will have we been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are a God who meets your people. More than you being in our midst today, which we believe that is the case. Thank you that you are a God who meets people at our, at our condition that the Bible says is helpless, is hopeless. God, we ask for your grace because what we're going to be talking about today is not intuitive. We can't understand this regularly, uh, easily. We can't figure this out by, by, by ourselves. But if by your grace you would give us minds to understand and hearts to receive, we might live good lives that are worthy of your gospel. We commit this time to you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may now take your seats, please. Semana Santa, Holy Week. Okay? For, this, for this particular uh, message, I'm going to be telling you three things. The first, I'm going to be telling you from that passage that we just read, the purpose of sacrifice. Why was the law and sacrifices instituted? Number two, the futility of our sacrifice. Because we have misunderstood the original uh, uh, purpose of God. There's futility in the way that we act this out. And thirdly, I'm going to tell you about the only acceptable sacrifice that, that God had intended from the beginning. So that's the purpose of, our, of sacrifice, the futility of our sacrifice, and the only acceptable sacrifice. First up, the purpose of sacrifice. There is an FAQ, a frequently asked question that many of you probably have already asked, and it is a valid question. Okay? And it goes something like this. If God is really God, if God is strong and God is love, why can't he just save us all? Have you asked that question? That's a very good question. Keep it up. We're going to answer that. We'll try to answer that. Ang sinasabi dito, ano, why can't he just save us all? Okay? For one thing, there's, there is a premise. The premise is that God is a God of justice. Say justice. He is a God of justice. If I were not a Christian, if I did not ask God to save me through the gospel and he lets me into heaven, God can do that, but he will not be a God of justice anymore. Are you following with me? And he will not do that. He is a God of justice. 
Okay? So, being a God of justice, this is how it works. For example, you have a phone, right? You're probably holding it right now because it's that precious. Probably have one of those expensive phones, iPhones, 40,000 pesos kind of phones. Someone borrows it from you. Okay, lang ba? Can I just one minute, under 60 seconds, promise. Okay? So, let me borrow it and then uh, I'll return it to you in a bit. Okay? So, tumawag siya and then something happens. Nagasgasan. Not, grabe, nagasgasan niya. Bambira. <laughs> you return it to me in a bit, you returned it to me in a hundred bits. Rest in pieces. Do you know at this time, at this particular moment, at that particular angle for it to explode like that, a debt had been accrued. A debt had ensued. And there is a deep law that is in each and every one of us. Debts need to be paid. Every debt needs to be paid. Someone always pays for a debt. And at this particular point, two things can happen. Two things and two things only. One, you could say, that's 43,000 pesos. Either you pay me 43,000 pesos or you buy me something like that. It'll cost you 43,000 pesos. You pay, you suffer. The other thing that you can do, okay lang. It's okay. It's fine. Hey? Oh, no one's going to say that, no? Oh, All right. But that's, that's an option that you can do, tama? It's not that you're going to do it, but yung mga mababait talaga, okay? They're going to say, hindi, okay lang. What, hap- what just happened? Did, did, he's not going to pay? Doesn't mean that you're not going to pay? Someone always pays for a debt. Who pays for the debt when you forgive? You do. You're saying, I will pay for it. I will pay the cost of that or I will count the cost and I will say, I will do without the convenience of having a phone. I will suffer. So for a debt that has happened, two things can happen. Someone needs to suffer. Someone needs to, to pay. Are you following, following me? Okay, so this, is, this is very important. So just how is it that we are to pay for our sins? At this point, it's not quite clear yet. But at this point, let me tell you that in the Old Testament, God institutes the law. He gives the sacrificial system. And you can summarize the sacrificial system in the law in this verse. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. If you are a Jew, you would read shedding of blood or blood for short. You would read that as death. So you could read this without death. Without somebody dying, there can be no forgiveness of sins. Another translation would say, there is no remission. A remission is a cancellation. For a sin to be canceled, somebody needs to pay with his life. Okay? Sino yun? Okay? But somebody needs to pay for it. Blood. Blood is the only way to atone. Can you say atone? Atone is to make reparation, to make things that are wrong Right. That's where we get the word atonement. Atonement is making things right. This is so grievous that to make things right, somebody needs to die. This is why there's so much blood in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it is a bloody collection of books. And I don't mean that in a way that our British friends would mean it. It's a bloody book. Leviticus especially, it's a bloody book. But there's just so much blood. Diba? There is so much blood. Bakit ba? Why? What is it with blood? 
What is it with blood? Ganito, I've, I've done some, some reading about this, and this is what some scholars would say. The reason that blood is there, it indicates that something is severely, seriously wrong. Hey, you are walking around and you see a blood stain on your shirt. Parang, diba? Parang may nervous breakdown ka na. Blood stain lang yon. I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding, diba? What, what, what more? If you see a pool of blood on the street, that thing will stay for you for weeks. Parang, grabe, ano nangyari dyan? Takbo, takbo, takbo. Someone could have died there. Tama? Blood being something terrible had happened. Could, could even been, have been death. If you're a parent here, and you could, know, this could probably uh, bring back memories, and your child rushes in with blood all over his mouth. Diba? You would have lost it at that. ER na tayo. Diba? Something is seriously wrong when there is blood. Guess what? Why, why blood is in the Old Testament? Because there is something seriously, severely, terribly wrong. Sadly, in this day and age, you probably would, wouldn't think of what this thing is because you see it all over. You see it on TV, you see it on the internet. But biblically, something's terribly, terribly wrong. Sin. Sin. Sin violates God. Sin is something that God will never tolerate. Anyone here with an aversion to blood? Ayaw mo makakita ng dugo. Nangihina ka. Wala? Wow, ang tatapang ng mga tao. Yun, alright, sige, real men, fear blood. Tama. Okay? Ako, ako, di ba? Hindi, ikaw, di ba? Nung C-section si Mrs., ayaw mong pumasok, di ba? Hindi, dito na lang ako, mag-intercede ako. Di ba? Hindi, you didn't want to see blood. You didn't want to see blood. We have an aversion to, ano, to blood. Why? This is a, a fair attempt to approximate God's aversion to sin. Kung paano ka nandidiri sa dugo, ganun nandidiri ang Panginoon sa kasalanan. Are you, are you getting this? So, what is the purpose of, of the law? What is the purpose of uh, the, the sacrificial system? The law reveals, actually it really only reveals one thing. I'm going to be telling it to you in two installments. It's really just one thing. One, the law reveals the holiness of God. The, holy, the holiness of God is ferocious. It is ferocious. Have you ever met somebody that is so unreasonable and you say, Grabe, you are impossible. When you look at and study scholarly the holiness of God, you are going to come up with the same conclusion. This is impossible. This holiness is ferocious. Can anyone really stand under these expectations? Ganito po kabanal ang Panginoon. Habakkuk 1 verse 13 says, Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrong. That's the first thing that the law reveals, the holiness of God. Second thing that it reveals, it defines sin, and it says that sin is severe. How do you know that sin is severe? The wages that you need to pay for sin. The wages of sin is someone needs to die to pay for sin. So the holiness of God we see in the severity of sin. Sin is severe because God is holy. This is what the law reveals. A holy God, when it comes to this, has only one emotion towards sin. There is only one righteous response of a holy, just God 
to sin, and that is wrath. Extreme anger, righteous hatred, wrath. Okay? And this is a thing that we do not want to talk about, but we have to. If we are able, if we are able to understand the gospel that God provided for us. So recap. God is holy, sin is severe, he has wrath towards sin. Yung po yung purpose ng law. But, the Jews in us by association as the seed of Abraham, we have made a grievous mistake. We have made a grave mistake. We assumed that the observance of the law or fulfilling yung mga commands ni God in the sacrifices, the best that we can is all that God really wanted. Is all that God really expects from us. That is a fatal mistake. Our misreading, our misunderstanding of the law, this makes all our efforts futile. Let me tell you about this, the futility of our sacrifice because of how we have misunderstood the law. We grew up, um, yung, yung iniisip natin is our good works compensate for our sins. Tama? Our good works compensate for our sins. But, when we think about it, the Bible tells us in the King James Version, we have a sound mind. When we think, it worships God. Worship the Lord with all your strength and your mind. So, ganito, isipin natin, paano ba? Is it one-to-one correspondence? Is one sin to be compensated with one good work? How do you quantify good work? How do you quantify sin? There's no answer to that. Think, think with me. On your best day, ang ganda ng gising mo, hello world, woo, sarap talagang mabuhay, ganun ka. Diba? On that best day, how many good works can you do? Regardless of how you quantify good works. 20, fair enough. 20. On your best day, 20. On that very same day, how many sins can you commit? 40? Friends, we have a problem. On our best day, we are in the red. On our best day, talo na tayo. If this were really the way that God intended for things to work, at the very least, among the map siguro, dapat meron siguro ditong scoring guide or a, a, a quota guide. Parang paano ba? Paano ba ako haabot doon? It's just reasonable if this were really the way. But we... We, we figure this out as if it were the real way. That's why we're restless. What if, ganito, if this were the way, and you die, and you go to the judgment place, and this is the, the line, the quota, and sinabi, sinabi sayo, I have good news and bad news. Okay? The bad news, you were, the good news is that you were almost there. You were almost there. You lacked one good work. Sayang! Ganito, since you're so used to good works naman, binigyan ka ng basketball. Okay? We'll let this, uh, this free throw shot decide it. How would you feel about that? We are a basketball nation. You're probably a professional basketball player. But the, but the nervousness on that move, ba? Parang kapos na kapos. ba? How would you feel like that? O sige, pag pumasok, langit. Pagkasala, Sorry. Would you want that? Do you see the restlessness in your heart? Aren't you glad that this is not the way that God instituted for us to be saved? Tama po? Okay? So ganito, tuloy po natin. 
the best good workers in the world. Okay? We won't name, uh, there are people who um, uh, help orphans in Southeast Asian countries like India. And for a long time, given this person's life to this. Ask this question. Grabe, you've done so much. Like so many people are so encouraged. So many children have a bright future because of what you've done. Do you think God will accept you, will, will bring you to heaven when you die? What do you think this person's answer was? I hope so. I hope so. If this person isn't even sure, ano pa kaya tayo? I praise the Lord. I don't, want to, I don't mean to let the cat out of the bag. This is not how it works. This is not how it works. Let's, let's, read, let's revisit Hebrews 10 verses 1 to 4. Okay? I want to point out to you that the sacrifices that are being offered is continual. Say continual. Kasi paulit-ulit. Parang it's what, what sacrifices or good works do, it really just removes guilt for a little while. For a little, little while lang. Ang nangyayari, the, the priest's work is never done. Okay? Parang ganito. Yung, so many people are wanting to atone for the sins by, by offering sacrifices and the priests are saying, I need to double shift today. Okay? I need to do overtime today because there's so many people. Grabe, paikot na sa ano, around the block. But they're the same people. I saw her. She was here the other day. But ulit, 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 ulit. There's restlessness. And, if, and if, you, if you're honest, we relate with this. Relate with how we go to confession. Relate with how we, we, we do uh, religious things during Holy Week to pay for the sins of the past year. It is restless. There is no finish line. And if it were up to you, this would not be the case. Hebrews 10 verse... Uh, Verse 2, I want, I want to, to, to highlight for you the consciousness of sins. We all have consciousness of sins. Ang sinasabi lang dito, we have, we have uh, reduced it to a formula. As long as you're willing to lay an offering for your sins, you can sin all you want. You can sin all you want. A lot of us are, are, are thinking this way. Sige, mag-exercise ako. I'm going to exercise so that I can, keep, I can eat anything, absolutely anything that I want. How do you think you'll end up health-wise? Not very good. And this is the case. They are very willing to offer s- sacrifices so that they can sin and sin and sin. Repent later na lang. This is what it's saying. It might sound fun as Christians, but it goes against the heart of God for sin because sin is severe and God is holy. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Let me say this for this point. Our works will never take away sins. It can't do it. You have any idea how, how big the national debt of the Philippines is? You thinking that you, your sins will be paid by good works is like trying to pay the national debt of the Philippines by your allowance. Can't be done. It is futile. You will live a restless life. Actually, you won't live too long at all if you're thinking this way. Isaiah 1, verses 11 to 13, I think captures the heart of God when, when, it, um, 
regarding these things. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings. I do not delight in the blood of bulls. Bring no more vain offerings. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Solemn assembly is something like this. So you cry, cry, kapa, alpha and omega. When you step out that door, you're a different person. I cannot. You live a duplicitous life. You have the, all of them fooled. You can't fool me. Because I see everything. This is what God is, is saying. This is what God is saying enough to. Let me tell you a, a, a story. I've had the privilege. It's not really a privilege. It's heartbreaking that a couple who've attended here in Victoria Labang for a couple of weeks because they've been having marital problems. Um, they're, they're not here anymore. Um, keep praying. I keep praying for them. But this is what happened. Um, this, the man is, has a short temper and he has a heavy hand, if you get what I mean. A heavy hand that would leave the wife black and blue. Okay? When this happens, black and blue, give it a day, one day, and this man would be so sorrowful and say, I'm sorry. This gives her flowers, gives her chocolates, takes her on a date. Then after a few weeks, mag-aaway na naman sila, black and blue. Flowers, chocolates, <sighs> okay, pagka wala na, away na naman, black and blue, and they finally came and say, we, we need help. We need help. Okay? I, can't, I can't forget what, what the lady said to her husband at that time. She said, with tears coming from her face, I don't want your stupid flowers. I want you to honor me. I want you to change I don't want these things that you do para pang consuelo. I want you to be a husband who leads me. This is the heart of God for this. I don't want any mechanical transactions. I want you to honor me. I want you to have true affection, true devotion to me. You're giving me the, the, the sacrifices, your good works, as if it's all that I really wanted. It's not what he wants. He's not interested in what we're able to bring him. He's interested in our heart's devotion. So the law is meant to frustrate us. The law is meant to bring us to desperation. One, one story about me and my wife. I, I love my wife. my wife. My wife is here. And the, the, we, we do our best to, to, uh, to, to deal with each other in our marriage. But there are times, for example, she has something going on in her heart. And me, being a Christian, okay, I try to pray for her and I try to give her, so what's happening? What's happening? So, um, ito yung nangyayari. Ah, I'm a problem solver. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Okay, pray tayo. Sige, good job. Gaganan She gets frustrated when I do that. Diba? Parang... I just need a shoulder to cry on. You do that and we'll be fine. She's frustrated. I'm frustrated. The fact of the matter is there is something wrong in her in the same way that there's something wrong in me that she can't fix. Only our personal Lord and Savior can fix this in us. And it's frustrating. You know what? I believe that God gave us the law just for this. We were meant to fail at this so that we will be frustrated, we will be desperate, so that we can come to the conclusion that the Old Testament people towards the end of the Old Testament came to. 
Hindi ko yata kaya isave ang sarili ko. I think I need a savior. At that point, God told the prophets, there is a scepter that will rise up over Israel. There is a branch that will come out of, uh, of, of the stump of David. The law was really preparing us for the true solution. And this is what I want to talk to you. Um, third and last, the only acceptable sacrifice. Our sacrifice is futile, but there is one sacrifice that had always been intended to be the one to make it for us. Hebrews 10, verses 5, five to 7. Christ came into the world. He said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. This is what Jesus is saying. Men can't do this. I'm going to need to come in and do the work that you can't do. And for that, I need to be God in the flesh. That's what he's saying there. A body they have prepared for me. In birth offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me. Jumping to verse 10. It's only by the finished work of Jesus that we can be saved. Only Christ's finished work is able to take away our sins. Only his work. And when we say the work of Jesus, what do we mean by it? It includes his sinless life, his curse defeating death on the cross, and his triumphant resurrection. That is the work of Jesus that is meant to truly atone for our sins. Not our works, only his work. Amazingly, this, is a, this had always been something that the scriptures have been telling us, and we've gotten it wrong. Hey, Hebrews 10 verse 1, Since the law has but a shadow, shadow lang siya. This had never meant to be the thing that saves us, but we mistook it for the saving mechanism. A shadow is not the best translation for this. A shadow is, is a better uh, uh, translation for this is a picture. What does a picture do for you? See, Pastor Ariel is gracious enough to bring me to trips uh, overseas uh, and here in the Philippines. And usually we're gone for three, four days. What I have in my phone is a picture of my wife. And that picture of my wife, I, I have it here. This is one of my favorite pictures of my wife. Okay? So I have it. God is good. Amen. Okay? She's not wearing her helmet. She's not taking her pills. Okay? So that picture really helps me a lot. It's beautiful. I love it. It just fills me up. But I look silly. That's spooky. But it helps me. It gives me... A what it gives me is longing so that I can get back home to her. But when I get back home to her, I promise you, I have no use of that picture. Right? It is still useful for me. I keep it in my pocket when we go on a trip again or when, we're, when I'm at work and she's at, at the office. But when we're together, you know, I enjoy it infinitely more than the picture would give me. Are, are you seeing this? This is what sacrifices and the law are supposed to give us a picture so that it can give us longing for the true sacrifice that would truly save us. Colossians 2 verse 17, there, there are a shadow. The Old Testament things are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance, what actually accomplishes our salvation is who? Christ. The finished work of Christ. 
There's only one story in all of Scripture. There are many wonderful stories in all of Scripture, but there is only one story. That's God's redemptive story. Only three parts to it. God is holy. We are sinners. Jesus is Savior. All throughout the Scriptures, this is the story that is being told. John 5 verse 39, Jesus himself tells this, the scriptures bear witness about me. For, for, for example, you remember in, 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 in the story of Abraham, a son leaves a father to go to a nation that is in sin so that he can redeem a people that belongs to God. He says, I am that son who leaves a greater father to go to a nation that is even deeper in sin so that I can rescue a bigger people that belong to God. And he says, you see that lamb that is being slaughtered every Passover. It needs to be without defect. I am the lamb of God without sin who saves the world. You see the kings, I am the king of kings. You see the priests, I am the chief high priest. You hear the prophets, I am the word of God. It's all about me. I am the one who accomplishes salvation, not you. This, is, this was God's original plan. We've read until verse 10, but let me share to you verses 11 and 12. And this is fascinating. Every priest stands daily at the service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. The Jews would understand that in the Holy of Holies, there are only a few furniture. There's a table, there's a basin, there's a lamp, but there are no seats because the priest never sits down. The priest's work is never finished. But amazingly in verse 12, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he, could you read these two words for me? He sat down at the right hand of the Father. So Jews are saying, that that, that can't happen. No sitting, no sitting in the temple. he's He's not just a high priest. He's the chief high priest. You know why he sat down? Because what he said on the cross, it is finished. Tapos na. I have accomplished the mission. I have done what it needs, needs to be done so that your sins can be saved. I have now given you a way to truth, a way to, to real eternal life. I have given you a way through the, to the Father and that is by me and by me alone because of His finished work. One last thing. You know the hymn, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, what's so amazing about grace? This is amazing about grace. The sins that Jesus covers is for all time. Say for all time. For all time. Past, present, future. I know this is kind of, magkakramp na yung utak natin dito, but this is amazing. Okay? Let, me, let me explain it to you this way. For all time. Jesus' work not only takes away our sins, it does that, but it also covers our sinfulness how amazing is that here's what 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 we're saying my past sins they have been forgiven my current struggles they are covered by the love of jesus my future sins i am a christian i'm a pastor there are sins in my life that i haven't even gotten to not that i should sin but i will jesus covers that as well isn't grace amazing you're probably see come on give the lord a hand Some of you are saying, your, 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 your heart is beating in your chest. You can't say that. You can't say that you're promoting failure. You're promoting sin. I'm not promoting failure. I'm just telling you something that you already know. We fail all the time. 
Jesus covers that. And you're here, you're saying, you can't say that. You can't say that. You're giving them a license to sin. But this is something between you and God. It's not, we will, the pastors will not be God's police. This is not between you and Pastor Ariel. That's between you and the Lord. Church is easily the, the easiest place to pretend. You can fool everybody, but you can't fool God. Last week, we talked about Romans 6 verse 1. So, if God looks at us and He sees the perfection given to us by Jesus, then we can just sin so that grace may abound. It results in glory to God. Sabi, by no means. In Tagalog, pambihirang patis na isip mo pa yon. Saved ka ba? In the Greek, it is so much worse. It is saying, if you think this way, you are not saved. If you think this way, you are not regenerate. You are playing a game with God that you cannot win. You cannot win this game. Have you ever seen a, 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 a three-year-old playing with, a, a, with, with an adult? Nagpapatalo, ah, 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 ah. Diba? Kung sirisohin ng adult. Sige, kumapit ka. Diba? You cannot win this game. You cannot win this game. So ganito, what I know is that God, when God saves us, we're supposed to be alive in, in Christ and dead to sin. That is the mark of a true Christian. If you are saying you are a Christian, but you're still in your sin, it is right for you to question your salvation. Ganun lang po eh. Ang Christiano is led by God to paths of righteousness. What are you going to be doing with that? If you have been truly saved, it will not even cross your mind to use that as a license for sin. But the great thing, not that we should sin, but we will. We will sin. Jesus covers our sins, past, present, and future. So just to review, the law tells us three words. Do it again. Ulitimo, do it again. That, that restlessness um, if, if something isn't working, you have believed the lie that something isn't working, I just need to do more of it. And hopefully one day, I'll just have a feeling that it works. That'll never happen. Need to do it again. Religiosity says do it again. Earning the salvation from God says do it again. But Jesus, the wrath-absorbing, righteousness-dispensing Savior of the world, He says three words. It is finished. One says repentance will hope for the kindness of God. The other says, while you were still sinners, God died for Jesus died for you. That's kindness, and that kindness will lead you to repentance. One of these, do it again, says it, it, will, it will produce mechanical religion in you while the other produces true affection, true devotion, grateful worship, real relationship. One guarantees and sustains restlessness. One gives you true eternal rest. And for the one who, for, from the one who accomplished it, this is what he issues us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. More than just rest from physical activity, rest for your soul. A deep, deep kind of rest. Let me, let me give you this idea. Salvation and rest can't be achieved. It can only be received. 
We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in the Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.